0: yo how is it going bears fans welcome back to another episode of the bear down podcast where we talk everything bears every day of the week i am your host chris malpy and today i am joined with my co hosts Jalen mcclinton and par shaw how's it going guys
1: going great how are y'all doing pretty good pretty good
0: And we are excited to welcome to the show nine-year NFL veteran, former Utah State Aggie, current Bears long snapper, born in Louisville, and reigning from Pleasant View, Utah. Welcome to the show, Pat Scales.
2: Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on.
0: Pat, thank you very much for joining us today.
2: Yeah, my pleasure.
0: So today with Pat, we're going to be breaking down some things about, about his history playing football. He's going to talk about his expectations for the Bears in 2020. And most importantly, we're going to be campaigning for his cameo project that he's currently doing with Roquan Smith, Pat O'Donnell, and Josh Woods. And if you tune into the video, we're going to be announcing at the end how you can actually win one of those cameos to uh, actually get a personalized message from Pat. So be sure to tune in. All right, Pat. You spent time on many practice squads in Baltimore, Miami, in New York, and Tampa Bay before landing with the Bears in 2015. How did you stay persistent through your early years in the NFL?
2: I did. I bounced around quite a bit. Um, I say persistent because I wanted to do it, to be honest. Um, I knew I was good enough to do it as well, and so that kept me going. I mean, I would get hired by these teams, and we'd, you know, it, was, it was through OTAs, your training camp, Um, and I would see my competition, and I could also see all the other games being played, obviously, so I could watch film on the other snappers too. And then I'd look at my film, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm just as good, you know, if not maybe better than some of these guys in my own opinion. Of course, I was biased, but um, that, that's what kept me going. I just, I just, I kept getting calls and my name stayed relevant. And so um, I just kept doing it because I knew that the window also was, is, is small. If you're going to make a team and you're going to give it a shot, you got to go balls to the wall and, and do it all out. So that's what I did.
0: Awesome. Parth, what do you got for him?
1: Recently, you joined up with Roquan Smith, Pat O'Donnell, and Josh Woods to raise money on Cameo for coronavirus relief. Can you mm-hmm. explain what you're doing
2: on there and how fans can get involved? Yeah, for sure. So um, I just kind of hopped on board. I didn't set any of this up or anything. I, I think Pat O'Donnell, I mean, maybe Pat Roquan kind of spearheaded it, but they teamed up with iGrow Chicago, which is a nonprofit organization, and they're doing super cool stuff. They're, I mean, they're delivering hot meals. Uh, to kids and families. Um, I have some, like, rough numbers, but this, they're a couple old, so I'm just kind of going through this little list right here. But they're providing, like, books and games. They're doing bottles of soap handouts, hand sanitizers, uh, you know, cleaning products, all the, the whole thing. So... During this rough, rough economic in time, people are losing jobs and stuff like that. They're still helping families, and even kids are handing out laptops and Wi-Fi devices and stuff like that so that kids can still get an education. So it's a super cool concept, and um, as soon as Pat told me about it, I was like, dude, I'm on board. That's cool. I mean, we're just kind of sitting at home anyways. Might as well do something. This Absolutely. is kind of a fun way to, inter- to interact with fans anyways, and then – on top of that, it's a really good thing to give back to the community, and so it's it was just easy and cool, and I was like, I'm all in.
0: Awesome, dude! Thank you very much for doing that. That's yeah. super sweet.
2: No, I, I appreciate it. Like, like I said, I mean, we're all stuck at home, anyways. Might as well. Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: mm-hmm.
0: All right, Jalen, what's your first question?
1: <laughs> so, uh what, what's up, Pat? So, my question is: Utah is known for having some of the best skiing in the country. You were born in Louisville, spent a lot of your childhood in Pleasant View. Were you a big skier growing up?
2: Yeah, I was. Um, I was born in Louisville,
1: Kentucky. Uh, that's where my dad's
2: family is from. A bunch of his aunt and uncles uh, still live there, and, and actually one of my brothers still lives there. Um, but we moved around a bunch. But e- even when like when I was a little kid, we would go on skiing vacations and stuff like that. And So when, when my family moved to Utah, we were like 30 minutes away from resorts. So I mean, absolutely, dude. me and my brothers tore that place up. We had a blast doing it.
0: Uh, this is an interesting one. Are you a Louisville or a Kentucky guy?
2: Uh, either, honestly, neither. I, I lived there, I lived there for only five years from when I was born until five years old, and then we moved away. Okay. And then actually, then my, my family moved back when I was in college, my mom and dad moved back, and then a couple of my brothers and sisters kind of trickled back for a short stint. Cool. But, I mean, if I, okay, if, if you like, if, if you made me pick, I'd say Louisville. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
0: All right, so if anyone looks on the Bears' social media, uh, I'm thinking specifically of a certain TikTok I think you know about. Uh, it'll easily be able to tell that you're incredibly tight with, with Eddie Pinheiro and Pat O'Donnell and that entire special teams crew, and it looks like you guys are having a blast out there every day. What's it like working, working alongside those two guys?
2: Uh, it's fun, man. We have a lot of fun. Um, we also, I mean, we're all we're very passionate about our crafts, too um pat last season o'donnell broke the uh bears net punt record and that was something that he had been chasing for a while and so during the whole season you know i was working close obviously i snapped the ball to him and so i was really dug into that too because i'm trying to give him a, a great snap on every punt so that he can get a quick efficient handle time and do what he needs to do so we, we work super close and we have a ton of fun it's uh it's a blast working with those guys it's a, there's never a dull moment there's always jokes being cracked, and it's, it's a good time.
0: Awesome, we, man. we have fun. All right, Parth, what do you got?
2: Obviously, the virus is the most pressing issue in the world right now, and what you're doing
1: to help people out is super inspirational. With that being said, we don't know what is ahead for the future of football. So, what are you doing to stay ready this off season in case the football season gets postponed?
2: I gotcha. Um, yeah, this is definitely a, a different off season for for everybody. I mean, there was a lockout in 2011 which is actually my rookie year. And so I'm a little familiar with this, but um, I mean, this is different because like nobody can go to gyms.
1: Yeah, we're on lockdown.
2: You can't go anywhere. So like, I don't even have dumbbells. I don't have any weight equipment at my house. I have, um, you guys heard of TRX straps? Yeah. 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 So I have some TRX straps and I actually have an app that takes you through like TRX workouts. So I've been doing that. plus like sit-ups and single leg squats and like, I'm grabbing, like, bags of rice and stuff to add weight. Awesome. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. I'm also, I've am also i also called my uh, strength and conditioning coaches, too, so they're giving me, like, recommendations. You know, I see dudes on Instagram, like, pushing trucks up and down to get a good leg, huh. up and down the road, get, like, leg workouts in, stuff like that. And it's, it's kind of crazy, but it, it's just different, man. So I'm, yeah. I'm still doing all my field work. Like, I still long snap, obviously, and it can still go outside and run. Um but it's different, yeah, we can't weight train, so I'm just doing as much as I can, you know, within the limits that I can, so. Awesome. We'll see, we'll see, I'm kind of worried about, like, when we get back.
0: Absolutely, so are we. I we're going to hit the
2: ground, we're going to hit the ground running, and do have been working out as much as they can, because of all these restrictions, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see exactly
1: how this plays out.
0: Uh-huh. Alright, Jalen.
1: So, uh, we're all college students or are younger, and I saw that you earned academic all-state honors in high school before moving on to Utah State. How important were academics for you growing up, and what are your plans after playing football? Uh, academics uh, were super important to
2: me, and I credit that to my parents. They were always uh, a school is first type parenting style, if you will. So, I mean, I was, I. I always had good grades because that's how they raised me. They raised me to do schools first, right? But, yeah, but you know, it was always before I started sports or anything like that. It was like, hey, if you don't have the grades, like, you are not playing. So mm-hmm. they made that a priority for me. So And, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm thankful for that because even as a professional athlete, like, this is going to end one day. Yeah. Right? And I'm, I'm 32 right now. And I still have like a ton of life left, right? So I got to do something to, to make money and support for my family and stuff like that. So um, I was grateful that they instilled that in me.
0: Absolutely. And then
2: uh, life after football, man, I don't know. That's, that's something that me and my wife have talked about a lot. Uh, we have some dreams. We, we actually own a piece of land um, outside of Austin, Texas, where hopefully one day we would like to open up a wedding venue on. Uh, my wife was a photographer and videographer for weddings. And so that was that's been sweet. a dream of hers. So hopefully we can do that, and um, I don't know, man. I don't know, it's kind of kind of unknown.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's sweet, dude. I I've been to Austin a couple times. That's a good spot.
2: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We like it down there. It's cool.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So I uh, I read that you actually tore your ACL in a, in a Bears preseason game in 2017. So just curious, how did that actually happen, and what was the recovery from that injury like?
2: I did, Um so it was, it was a punt, so we were at like mid, we were midfield, I believe, it was the third quarter, and this dude just locked me up, and I was trying to shake him and throw him off of me, so I went to throw him to the right, and then plant off my right leg, and run around him to the left, right? Uh-huh. So I threw him, when I planted on my right leg, it was twisted in a weird, not a weird way, but just like, I don't know, just abnormal, I guess, and the stress of it just went to my knee and I I felt it pop. And that was that. Yeah. Um, wow. Injuries are never good in the NFL, obviously. And I, you know, I was worried. I was on a one-year contract. I was worried about that. I was worried about, you know, making money and supporting family and stuff like that. So it was, it was hectic. It was crazy. Uh, but the recovery for it was awful. (laughs) I recommend not tearing the ACL. Uh, Um, and there's a couple of way, different ways to do the procedure. I did the most, I guess, sturdy, the textbook sturdy way to do it, which is where they take a graft from your patella tendon, which is the tendon right below your kneecap. Um, but by doing so, you essentially have to recover from a patella tendon tear as well as an ACL. Wow. So uh, it's painful. It, it's, it's like you wake up every day knowing that you have to push through that pain barrier every single day on every single exercise. And so it's it's not only physically exhausting, but like mentally, it's it's difficult too.
0: Awesome.
2: So it was, wow. it was not fun. Like
1: fun. I didn't I did not enjoy it.
0: <laughs> All right, Parth, what do you got?
1: As we spoke about earlier, you grew up in Utah, so you're used to these cold winters. Bears fans in Chicago have always seemed to embrace that type of weather. What is so special about playing in Chicago, and especially in the
2: winter? Yeah, dude, I love playing in the winter. I don't know what it is. It's just the history of it. It's yeah. a cold city. It's the windy city. You can play on a lake, so you know it's going to be colder than even, you know, a couple blocks away from the uh, stadium. Um, it was just something about it, and fans love it, dude, when it snows. You guys yeah. been to games before? Oh, yeah, I'm dude. Sure. It's, it's the, the Monsters game, of the Midway
0: right? at their prime.
2: Oh, my gosh, dude. The fans just go crazy when it starts snowing and the field's sloppy, <laughs> and as players, like, we hate it, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, we, we have bad footings so dudes are worried about, like, you know, soft tissue injuries and hamstrings and stuff like that. But the fans are just yeah, Chicago Bear football weather. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you aren't so kidding good. about that lakefront weather. You aren't kidding about that lakefront weather, though. I mean, it's it's it literally is ten degrees colder in the suburbs than it is when you get down there for those games.
2: Oh, it's brutal, dude. It's it's yeah. It sits right on the lake, and the wind. The wind comes primarily in the stadium, like, right off the lake onto the stadium. So, you yeah. can't hide from it. There's nothing you can do. Um, thank God I, there's, like, sideline heaters and heated benches and stuff like that because it would be miserable without that. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, it's, it's just cool, man. And, and to think back... And you know, what I really like is, like, when you can, like, really see your breath. Like, in 2016, I think we played a game. It was uh, at home versus the Packers. And... It was supposed to. It was negative the entire week leading up to it, and at kickoff, I think it was like five degrees, but with the wind chill, it was like negative six or something stupid. And mm-hmm. I just thought in my head of like all the old NFL films of all the old games, Packers yeah. versus Bears, stuff like that. It's just like you know, you see the, the breath coming through dude's face, nastings, and, and
0: it, I, I just I, I like it. I personally like. I, I would much rather play in the cold than the heat. Absolutely, uh, Jalen. What do you got?
1: Um, so, uh, you played many positions growing up, including tight end, defensive end, and obviously long snapper. You also played basketball and baseball. How did you end up deciding to go with football, and when did playing professionally become a reality to you? Yeah,
2: uh, I, I did. I played a lot of sports growing up, um, and that was mostly my parents. They wanted to keep us busy and keep us outside and keep us, like, having fun, um, well, my dad played college football. He played at Georgia Tech. He was an offensive guard. And so I grew up watching football with him, and he would take us to Atlanta, to Georgia Tech, and to, to the homecoming games with his old buddies. And, I, you know, I'd see, I'd see them sitting around, yucking it up, having a good old time. we live in the glory days, and I was like, this is cool, man. This has always seemed really cool to me. So I always loved football. Um, I always wanted to play it. And... I always knew that I wanted to, like, play that more than the other sports. Like, I love playing baseball. I played third base and pitcher and thoroughly enjoyed that. But it's just something that, like, I didn't want to pursue past high school. I just didn't want to. And then basketball, I had, like, I, I played in the state of Utah, so, like, I was the tallest kid at 6'4". Yeah. <laughs> um, but I knew, like, that's not going to be an option for me if I want to do anything with it. So I knew football was, like – a good way to maybe earn a scholarship for college slash have a lot of fun slash my dad did it. So I always wanted to do it. Um, so that, that's how I chose that. And then I, I the long snacking, my, my brother taught me how to long snap when I was little, I was like second grade or third grade or something like that. He came home and I was like, look what I learned how to do. And so he taught me how to long snap, started doing that. So every year through like Pee Wee, junior high, high school, they would always asked who can long snaps. so I'd raise my hand and show them what I could do. They're like, boom, you're the guy. So I was
0: like, Sweet. <laughs> awesome, so dude. I would,
2: always, I would always do that. I would stay tight end.
1: <clears throat> and uh, yeah, that's kind
0: of how that began. Awesome, dude. So the Bears have been known for some great special teamers, as you know. Um, everyone raves about Robbie Gold and Devin Hester. And obviously on the team right now, we've got Cordero Patterson, who actually just recently, earlier today, got named to the All-2010s Decade team. And we've also got Tariq Cohen. So two guys who are incredibly explosive on the team now. Who's your favorite special teams player of all time?
2: Um, Yeah, it's crazy because, like, it's funny. When you grow up watching football, you don't look at special teams that much, right? Uh But then when you, like, even, like, in college and stuff, I didn't watch that much NFL. But like now that I play, you know, you watch a lot more closely. So I don't, I don't know like the history. I don't know any older dudes who who really played or anything like that. But uh, to watch Cordell Patterson play special teams, dude, he is unreal. He's just a freak out there. He's super fast. He's big. He's strong. He just like imp- he imposes his will on who he's playing against. Absolutely. And so that that for me is fun to watch because I mean he can he just goes out there and balls out and You're like damn he got another tackle like this is unreal my god he just took one to the house like what's going on yeah
0: so absolutely all yeah. right Jalen uh, I'm gonna go back to you because I know there's a question you wanted to ask
1: um so the you know recently the Bears just went eight eight last season. Oh, the team is coming off an A&H season after a trip to the playoffs in twenty eighteen. After some solid off season additions, what what are your expectations uh, for the team in twenty twenty? Um,
2: dude, that's it, funny because like everyone wants to know like what's the expectation? What's the expectation? If, if we don't win the freaking trophy, dude, if we don't go to the Super Bowl, like it, nobody's happy and everyone's on edge. Everyone's got a hot seat, so that's always the goal. Is to go to the Super Bowl and win the Lombardi Trophy, um, and it's funny because we, we did. We had a really good season in 2018, and it was unbelievably fun. We were we were crushing teams, having fun, and then we went eight and eight, which still like it's isn't that. Cool. Bad. It's yeah. still not that bad. And in, but if you look at those games too, before, it was just like, dude, like we are not good. It was it was crazy. It's just a, a big turnaround. So. It's crazy. But it's, it's crazy.
0: It's crazy watching those games, difficult. just seeing how much one possession or something could have turned that team into a ten and six team, uh-huh. and in the playoffs.
2: Uh-huh.
0: So
1: yeah,
2: and that, hey, that's a crazy. That, that's a crazy part, dude. Like every detail is so important because, I mean, you're talking about if one play goes a different way, it's a completely different ball game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, All right, Parth, yeah. I'm circling back around to you.
2: Um. A lot of people who watch football don't know the Cookies. that come with playing long snapper. What is tough about your position? Um, Great question. I would say the consistency. Because they, they literally expect me to snap a punt on the punter's hip every single time, on his right hip if he's right-footed, left hip if he's left, right? O'Donnell's right-footed, so they want it on the right hip every single time. And, I mean, if it's, like, as low as his knee... I'm, I'm jogging off the sideline and they're like, scales, what the hell, dude? Like, just snap on them. Yeah. I'm like, it's not that low, right? Mm-hmm. So, the consi- the consi- you, like, you have to be consistent over everything. Uh, coaches, w- w- they want to know exactly what they're going to get on the field. So, if you're kind of erratic, it's a no go. Um, and the second thing is the blocking on punt. That is the biggest and the hardest hurdle to overcome coming from college to the pros is the blocking and the speed and the physicality of those dudes trying to block punts um they got their head down and they are coming and they're twisting and they're knifing and they're setting picks on you and it's just it's just wild dude it's it's like the wild west out there sometimes you just (laughs) fight and claw and scratch sometimes i just call it dying a slow death because you just try to get in in someone's way and literally just take up time and die a slow death so they don't block a
0: punt (laughs) awesome dude (laughs) So yeah. we all hear about the, uh, the energy that coach Nagy brings to the locker room and we can all see the passion that he has for just truly playing winning football. What's it like being around him on a weekly basis?
2: He is competitive. Dude loves football in every aspect of it. He loves the game plan. He loves coming up with new plays. He loves practice. He loves competing. He loves football, dude. It's fun to be around and he creates a fun environment too. Like we do, uh, Shoot, we just, we do like, we do stupid competitions sometimes during OTAs yeah. like we have those like, top a shot machines. We'll do some of those. Egg toss so and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, egg tosses. Um we do dance offs every Saturday, which is nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls names out of the hat and then oh, man.
1: two versus two, two offense versus two defense and the oh. me and the kicker's opponents are like sprinkled in, so
2: we have no idea what hat was coming out of and if the game gets called, like, you have to dance in front of the team, and it, it's got to be good, otherwise you get booed. I got, my, I got my entire locker, like, shirts, shoes, everything thrown at me because I, <laughs> I don't like <laughs> it And not only that, it's not only the team, but it's like everybody in the building is watching too, so it, it's fun, though, it's fun. He creates a really good atmosphere,
1: and he, he's, he's a tough coach, dude, but he's, he's fun to play for.
0: Can I ask you one more coming off of that one?
2: Yeah, hit me anything.
0: How much fun is Club Dub after a win?
2: Club Dub, Club Dub's lit, dude. It's fun. Shoot, win it. I mean, wins cure everything in the NFL. So anytime you get a win, like your body feels better, nothing hurts. Like whatever you screwed up in practice and your coach was mad at, he's not mad anymore. <laughs> like and so, so once you win, dude, you go into Club Dub and it's just fun. Everyone's dancing
0: around and having a good time. Coaches are feeling it. It's fun. Sure, you don't get as ridiculed for your dance moves after a win. Correct.
1: Correct. <laughs> awesome.
0: All right, Jalen, do you have one more?
1: Um. Yeah. So you, your first year with us was in uh, twenty fifteen. After being, you know, um, around around a couple teams who really took you under their wing to you know help you learn you know um you know the culture of Chicago and just how the Bears are as a team. Um. That's
2: that's a good question. Uh. I would say. I mean, at the time, Robbie was the kicker, and O'Donnell, and just naturally, like, we're together all day because of meetings, because of practice, free time, everything, Like we're, we're together all the time, so th- they helped me out a ton, they answered all the questions, um, you know, anything I needed, they were there, and uh, they, they were probably, I guess, my uh, hand holders through that, so, awesome. those, those are good dudes, and I owe them for that.
0: All right, Parth, you got okay. one more?
2: Um, sure. Um, who is your favorite opponent to face and what's your favorite opposing stadium to play in?
1: Hmm. Any,
2: any of our, um, NFC North teams to play is always fun just because we see each other twice a year and we, like, everybody knows each other at that point and we know their yeah. game plan and their schemes, you know, it gets to the point where, like, we know their calls and what they're going to do and stuff like that. So that, that's always fun. That, those are like real chess matches.
1: Absolutely. Um, and,
2: and then, as far as any stadium, um, there's still quite a few I haven't played in, actually. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I love the indoor ones just because we play in Chicago.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and and in the cold, messy weather, anytime we get to go to an indoor one, it's like, oh, this is I can't believe these guys get to play here. Anytime you guys get real.
0: <laughs> I uh, so I drove up to Minnesota for week 17 2018 before we we made the playoffs and i enter that stadium it's freezing cold i'm like it's 75 degrees in the stadium no matter where you are ridiculous ridiculous all right i've got one more for you and i think this is our last one so you wore the number 89 at utah state and have worn the number 48 on numerous occasions in the nfl is there any deeper meaning behind those numbers for you
2: Nope, those were assigned. (laughs)
1: Actually,
2: uh, I was actually so I was a walk-on at Utah State. Uh, I didn't receive any scholarship opportunities coming out of high school, Um, and I picked Utah State because I thought that I could go there and play right away. I didn't want to go. I had I had offers to walk on at bigger schools in bigger conferences, but Mm -hmm. like they were like, you probably have to you know redshirt sit behind a guy for a couple years and then you see the field. I was like, I didn't want to do that. I just want to play football. Right? And so I chose Utah State because, honestly, they weren't that good at the time, and I knew I could play right away.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
2: when I, I, I walked on to Utah State as a walk-on, right? So, like, nobody really respects – I shouldn't say they don't respect you, but, like, you're a low man on a totem pole, right? Uh-huh. So they just throw a jersey at you. So I was tight end wearing number 98. And I was like, are you kidding? This is, like, bootleg. Yeah. Like, I, I had to be, like, 15 years old, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> zero respect and so fine like two weeks in a training camp um they're like hey we actually need that number for a d-lineman so we're gonna (laughs) switch you for 89 i was like okay sweet but actually a tight end number i'll take it
0: (laughs) absolutely awesome that's how that
2: came and then uh i was just assigned number 48 um right well coming out as a rookie and then most every team is almost giving me 48 so that's kind of my number
0: cool uh, do any of you guys have any more questions for him?
1: Yeah, thanks for joining
0: us, I think yeah, we got one more. Sure.
1: Yeah, get me. I actually have one more question. So if I'm if, I, if I'm correct, uh, I think Cameron Meredith tore his ACL that same game uh, against Tennessee's when you tore yours, if I'm right. Yeah, 10 minutes before I did. Wow.
0: Uh, wow. So
1: um, how was that like, or how was you guys' journey going along, both coming off ACL injuries and, you know, going to rehab and stuff like that? Yeah, me and Cam uh, became pretty close. He, he's a cool, good, cool dude. Um, we
2: just—it's—it sucked, dude. It's—it's it's so negative when you get hurt, dude. It just sucks. Yeah. Everything sucks. You're—you're you're worried about your job. You're worried about next year. You're worried about, dude. Like my knee hurts so bad. Can I, like, and it takes uh, like three to four months before you even start jogging. And they jog you at like half weight. They don't let you put full pressure on it when you first start running. So like, there the others ideas going through your head you're like am i even going to be able to get back to what i was like this is insane so it was it was definitely nice to like have somebody with literally the same injury going through that because we could talk each other out of that sort of like negative negativity and you know keep pushing and try to be as positive as possible so it was it was definitely nice to have somebody in the exact same boat at the exact same time and um but yeah like i said we we became pretty close and uh i like him
1: Kim's a good dude
0: Absolutely. Well, that's a really good question, Jalen. I don't think we wrote that one down. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Nah.
1: Well, thank you very much,
0: Pat, for coming on.
2: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, guys. I, I, I enjoyed it.
0: So a link to Pat's Cameo campaign will be down in the description. And the day this episode goes live on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, Please check the Down Instagram. We will be posting the giveaway. We're going to give away one of Pat's cameos, and all the funds go to I Grow Chicago. so be sure to check out our Instagram for that. You can follow Pat on Instagram at patscales48. You can also follow him on Twitter at p underscore scales. If you would like more content, please do us a favor and check out our website, Beardown.com. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Down. Thank you guys very much for tuning in, and as always, Chicago, Bear Down. Peace.